Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday where we discover God's heart and are changed by his word. Welcome to week two of our brand new series, our last new series before Blessed Is She takes a Sabbath rest this Lent. Welcome, friends, to rest. I'm so glad that you're here. God has called you by name. He desires to encounter you here and now, starting in his word. So grab a Bible. We are camped out in Hebrews chapter 4, and I want to pray together and read that, uh, kind of position our hearts uh, to hear from God. But let's tune into his voice first. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence with us. Thank you for your good plan for us. Thank you for the gift of this word, your word. God, we, we celebrate you. We're so grateful for you. We want to receive everything that you're offering to us in this book, in your word, God, especially in Hebrews 4. Open our hearts to receive it. Hebrews chapter 4, starting at verse 1. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest is still open, let us take care that none of you should have seemed to have failed to reach it. For indeed, the good news came to us, justice to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has said, as I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Though his works were finished at the foundation of the world. For in one place, it speaks about the seventh day as follows. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this place, it says, they shall not enter into my rest. Since, therefore, it remains open for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience, again he sets a certain day, today, saying through David much later, in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not speak about a later day, another day, so then a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was in third grade, I missed 52 days of school. That seems like kind of a lot, right? 52 days of school. Well, that was the year that I developed asthma. And asthma from third grade on became a pretty big part 
of my life, kind of a, a defining part of my life. I needed regular breathing treatments. I saw specialists. Um, in some ways, my, my life was hindered. My options were hindered because of this severe asthma that I dealt with day to day to day. I carried an inhaler everywhere I went. So it should be no surprise that a couple of years ago when I had COVID, it pretty quickly uh, morphed into pneumonia. It was a brutal time in my life, intensely uh, physical in the suffering and really scary. And eventually I got excellent treatment for this pneumonia. I was put on steroids for what ended up being quite a long time and a pretty high dose of steroids. But as I started to improve, thanks be to God, I couldn't just stop taking the steroids. I had to step down. I had to be weaned off little by little. It would have been too shocking to my system to withdraw them all at once. It would have been dangerous, in fact, to stop all at once, to go from such a high dose to nothing. I even experienced complications as I stepped down and detoxed because my body wasn't used to thriving on its own without the help of these steroids. So I had to very gently, slowly, much slower than I wanted to, step down. And I think uh, the same applies with rest. What we're talking about today, what we're talking about in this series. When we've been going a hundred miles an hour for, let's be honest, our whole lives, we can't just hit the brakes and come to a full stop immediately. We would get whiplash, to say the least. So if you can relate to going, going, going from the time you wake up in the morning and look at your phone, yikes, not a great habit to have, but from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you collapse into bed at the end of the day, seven days a week, I would like to propose something radically different this Lent. I want to invite you, you are invited into Sabbath rest. We, here at Blessed Is She, we, the Blessed Is She community, are preparing to take a Sabbath rest this Lent. But in order to slow down this Lent, and in the words of Hebrews chapter 4 that we just read, as we prepare to enter into God's rest, we have to start slowing down now. So can we define some terms right before we get started? You may be wondering what is Sabbath rest and why am I making a distinction between rest and Sabbath rest? How is Sabbath rest different? What does the author of Hebrews mean, what we just read, when he says that we should make every effort to enter into God's rest? Well, the kind of rest described in scripture the kind of rest that Blessed Is She is pausing for and entering into this Lent is different from what we might think of in modern terms. Rather than a vacation or a social media break, Hebrews defines rest as faith. And that's what we talked about last week, rest as faith. When we rest from our labors, we are 
declaring, first of all, to ourselves, but to the whole world, right? We have this prophetic witness to the world that we have faith in God to do the work himself. We are declaring to ourselves and to the world that God will provide for us and that he will protect us. We're saying with our bodies, by slowing down, by stopping, that it's not all up to us. This is a pretty desperately needed witness in our world, if you ask me. And there's more. Biblically speaking, faith as rest means we are at peace with God. We're not striving for our daily bread. We're not trying to earn his love. We're not making up for our mistakes. Rest means freedom from living like the Israelites did when they were slaves in Egypt. They never got a day off. They were bound in their service to Pharaoh, never able to rest uh, from work or observe the commandment to keep holy the Sabbath. Similarly, we are set free and at rest from the bondage of sin. We are set free and at rest from a slave-like mentality in the service and worship of God. We can rest because we are delivered from the burden of the law when Jesus died on the cross. He perfectly fulfilled the law and the will of the Father, something that none of us could do. So now, you and I, we are forgiven and set free to live and worship according to the gospel. And perhaps most astoundingly, we are invited into the rest that God himself enjoys. God is not frantic or worried. He's not running around heaven uh, putting out fires. He's not preoccupied or overwhelmed with our problems or the weight of the whole world. God is at peace. God himself is peace. He is at rest. And just like Adam and Eve, on that first day of their lives, God is completely free. He's at rest. He's resting on that seventh day. God rested from his labor simply to enjoy his creation. Man and woman, you and me, simply to be with us. This rest, this Sabbath rest, this is our inheritance. This is the rest that we're inheriting this Lent. This is the rest that is always available to us because of who God is. And so few of us take advantage of the privilege of being God's precious loved ones, his beloved creatures who he desires to simply be at rest with, to enjoy and to share all of the goodness of his providence and protection but we can't receive it if we're doing it and trying to earn it, striving for it ourselves. But friend, can I ask you, don't you need rest? Aren't you tired? The truth is I am, the answer is yes. And this tiredness is not new. It's a, a bone and soul weariness. The pace of life has been relentless since 
well, always, <laughs> I don't know about you, but as far back as I can remember, this has always been the way life was. I've been working in full-time ministry for 16, I think, <laughs> I've lost count, years. Yeah, that's pretty intense. But then I go back, college, wow, I was, I was really overwhelmed in college. I, I was, and it's not like I was overwhelmed then, but that's nothing now. It was a different kind of busy and stretched and, and strapped, right? But then I, I keep going back in my personal history. In high school, I was overcommitted. I had a lot on my plate. I, I had a lot of emotions <laughs> that I wasn't familiar with and I was trying to navigate friendships. There was a lot happening, going back even further. Family life, medical issues, siblings. Family life is full on. And I remember the early days in the pandemic, just a few years ago when we were forced to stop, I know many folks who uh, looked at that as an opportunity to wipe their schedules and drastically cut back their obligations, right? Here we are, we finally have a chance to slow down. We finally have a chance to rest. But the truth is, we were all enduring a, a brand new global trauma. We were trying to figure out what life was going to look like now, today, much less in the future. We were doing that without the grace of the sacraments, without the support of school or extended family or our coworkers or bosses. We were doing it all alone. In many ways, it was all up to us. We were isolated and overwhelmed. I, I'm not saying that to trigger you. I, I'm just saying that you and I, we have been through some things and it's not like we came into the pandemic totally rested with these deep and rich reserves of energy and resilience and personal strength. We were stressed before that happened. And then in some ways we had to learn how to work harder because we had to figure out how to work differently. We had to get more creative. We were stretched emotionally, mentally, physically, and, and definitely spiritually. But now, a few years down the road, things seem to be getting back to normal, whatever that means. And yet so many of us, myself included, have gone right back to our old ways. You see, we were supposed to stop, but we couldn't stop. And so we just picked up where we left off. We're like the Israelites who've been delivered and set free from slavery in Egypt. But when they're out in the desert, when they've finally been set free and are enjoying God's leadership, God's direction, they're on their way to the promised land, all they want to do is go back to the comfort of the food and familiarity of captivity. They just didn't know another way. And I wonder if neither do we. Busy and stressed is all we know. Boy, I'm starting to feel like this is a real downer, but I'm just trying to paint the picture because I don't think I'm alone. I, I think this, this is a common human experience. And friend, what we need is a compassionate detox program for the insane pace of the world and our very own lives. Have you ever been to Eucharistic Adoration? Or maybe you sat down to pray you found a bit of silence, but you weren't able to turn off your mind. It happens to me all the time. And 
The reality is this frantic way of living has affected our souls, right? It's sunk deep into our cells. It's been imprinted upon our minds. That's why when you try to rest, uh, when you try to slow down, when you try to be silent, especially in prayer, in God's presence, you suddenly remember that thing you forgot at the grocery store, <laughs> or you pull out your phone to draft that email that is now obsessively nagging at your conscience. But praise God, he knows us. The psalmist says he remembers that we are dust. It's really such a, a compassionate scripture. He remembers that we are dust. God knows our limitations, our weakness, our fragility. I'm saying, I'm using those words that I, I think in our modern culture would maybe be negative, but I'm saying them with profound tenderness and reverence because it's true. In a word, God understands our humanity and best of all, he loves it. He loves us. He loves you. God loves you. That's why he's inviting you to rest. He doesn't want you to burn out. So he's given us a commandment. And like all the commandments, this commandment is for our good. God's word, his statutes, are all designed and given for human flourishing. Because God wants you to flourish. And from the beginning, in the garden, uh, to all the way up to Moses, when he set it in stone in the commandments, God invites us to rest. Not just when our schedule allows for it, okay? Not when volleyball season is over. Not when your youngest is finally out of diapers or off to college. No, not next summer at the end of the school year, okay? Every single week. Every single week, that is the commandment to rest, to keep holy the Sabbath. He's set aside a day, Sunday, for rest and worship, for relationship with you. I'm convinced that Sabbathing with the Lord one day a week, every week, is the answer to burnout to the frantic fluttering in our chest, to the pervasive depression we see, especially among young people. We don't know how to stop in our bodies, our souls. We're certainly not made to endure this pace. We weren't meant to be this connected, uh, this knowledgeable about current events all over the world and, and down the street. You need to rest regularly. That's it. <laughs> You need to rest. And, and this is our one thing this week on Teachable Tuesday. This is our one thing, my one thing this year and probably for the rest of my life. And I'd venture to say for you too, if you want to be a person of peace, if you want to drive slower, I do, <laughs> and laugh easier and be more patient with your, your kids and your coworkers, Sabbath rest is the answer. I'm not talking about the abstract concept of rest or, or even faith as rest, as beautiful as that is. Here's where the rubber meets the road. Here's how we get really practical. This is our compassionate detox program from the author of our souls, 
the creator of the universe who is ordering all things together for our good, he's telling us that we need to rest every single week. On this sacred day, once a week, every week, we put down our phones and our to-do lists and we look the people that we love in the eye. We open our hearts to worship and, and receive Jesus Christ himself in Holy Communion and enjoy life with Jesus. He wants you to enjoy your life with him. He wants to enjoy life with you. So before we can stop and rest for seven weeks this Lent, to take this Sabbath rest as a Blessed Ishi community, we have to slow down now. Sabbath with me, starting this Sunday, and you'll see. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, you're so good. We praise you. We thank you. Thank you for this commandment, which is for our good. Thank you that you see us and you know us and you love us and you desire for us to flourish with you, in you, through you. And you've made provision for that every single week, one day a week. So God, help us to lay down right now any obstacle, any resistance, and make an act of faith that we can rest and that you will take care of us every week, starting Sunday. Help us, God, we need your grace. Even to do your will, God, we need your grace. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, I can't wait to hear about your Sabbath this week. Let me know about it in the comments. I'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye. Mwah.